Welcome to Return to Oswald. I'm Derek. That's Scar. That's Brandon. One thing I really hate is having my fucking time wasted. I mean, I really fucking hate it. And this episode was a waste of my goddamn time. Like, I'm going to say that before I even ask how y'all are doing or what y'all thought about this episode. If we're treating the last episode, episode eight, like it was a season finale, because really it was. Because whenever they start up a new season, they go six months into the future. So really, this is a new season that's still a part of season four. This episode was literally the emptiest episode that I've ever had experience on Oz, and it literally added up. It amounted to nothing. It literally amounted to nothing because at the end, everything they worked for, they scrapped that shit. And that's just this episode pissed me the fuck off. Brandon, how you doing? I love this episode. This might have been the funniest episode <laughs> of Oz they've ever had. I laughed nonstop. I thought this was a comedy. This was insanely funny. Like the, the the acting was funny, the plots were funny. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I laughed so hard, especially <laughs> at, at that new prisoner. He was hilarious. That Eddie Kane. No, we gonna talk about Eddie, Eddie Kane. We gonna talk Eddie about King. Eddie Kane, who can't Eddie be nothing King. but be. He can't be. He can't be nobody but Eddie King. That nigga cannot. I don't know what it is about folks who were on that movie, him and Leon, but neither one of them can be anything but Leon and Eddie King. Scar, how you doing? I, I wouldn't say I hated the episode. Um, I do think that this is typical for the first episode of a season. And you can tell that, like, you know, they were like, oh, The Sopranos is running behind. We need some more episodes of Oz. And then they, this is, like, the first thing that they could come up with. Like, mm -hmm. it's, this wasn't, this didn't seem like it was playing very well. It mm -hmm. was just like, we need a reason to start a new season. Let, let's, let's, let's base this around a news story and then sort of base it around Adebisi and the videotapes? No, not, not really. Necessarily. Not really. It's, 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 not like, it's not like it's based around an actual news story. Someone decided they wanted to film in Oz and then they just go fishing for the actual story. It's yes. like, bro, no fucking story when you got here like you got approval from the, the governor and the fucking commissioner right you got approval from both of them and you don't know what your story is gonna be and you're gonna bring in some 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 big big time dude to fucking to 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 spend a night in Oz and interview prisoners and that shit nigga like reminded that. me so much of a British Geraldo it wasn't even funny you know what I can see it I couldn't help it. As soon as they said that he was going to pull off that stunt, that shit the Geraldo used to do. And Brandon, I know you being a uh, political science savant, you remember Geraldo pulling all them stunts, going to uh, Al Capone's tomb and all that kind of shit. That shit, the Al Capone thing was the That's why I thought this was great. This is this this the real shit. Because there was absolutely nothing there. <laughs> Just like this story. So this episode is called Medium Rare. And, you know, um, since like the second episode of season one, HBO Max allows you to skip the intro. So I've always skipped the intro of the show because it isn't like the music changes like good shows like The Wire does. You know, every season it's a new song and it gets better and better. When you walk through the garden, you know what I'm you talking sure, about. You sure it got better? Every single season. The, you the sure? music, the music changed. It got better. The show was the show. I mean, but there's there's some shows that uh the the music changed. And it's a different version of the song, and it got worse. Weeds is one that comes to mind. Yeah, we don't talk about weeds around here. That's like the fucking Green Lantern movie. Never seen it, and I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, you should never see weeds, because that shit is literally I, white woman privilege like a motherfucker. I clocked out every, like, season three? Let's talk about Romney Malco spending his entire life pursuing this white woman who doesn't like him. Right? Okay, so anyway, um, but yeah, I watched the intro of this episode because I was doing something. I was also working while I was uh, doing while I, while the intro was going, and so I forgot to skip it. When did they start putting titties and nudity and all that sex into the intro? I don't mean to sound like an old white person, but 
they just had like Claire's titties in the intro and and two guys fucking and just Claire, Claire and her dick tits. Who wasn't in this episode at all? Nope, not at all. I wonder if she got fired in between the six months <laughs> for fucking for fucking Ryan because they really dropped that story off. Yeah, that's that story went absolutely nowhere. <laughs> they drop stories off in here like the WWE trying to make trying to get a jobber over. Like, remember that one jobber? I think it was a Brooklyn brawler, and he went on like a winning streak or something like that. <laughs> no, you talking about Barry Horowitz? Yes. <sighs> that was great. Gilbert. This isn't great. Uh, Gilbert. <laughs> um, so, as we start, it's six months later, um, and Morales and Chucky are back in Emerald City, uh, and there's this useless part that begins when they're discussing what type of a beard a picture on a game show is. It was it, it was a harbinger for the entire episode. Um, the warden has shaved. Um, he also doesn't want the uh, television crew to get in the eyes of filming behind closed doors, which is a good idea because the COs are crooked as fuck. The inmates are still in race riot hell and people die every day, B. And what he said was later on down the line, he was like, I'm not worried about what the inmates do. I'm worried about how the COs look in this motherfucker. I'm worried about nice. us. Right. <laughs> um, so... However, the commissioner and the governor have both agreed to make it happen. And he was like, then why the fuck did you ask me then if you knew what the answer was? And Lisa was like, because I wanted to see the look on your face. Good service right there. And so um, I guess the governor, like, you know, he, he's still the governor, which means he, six months later, they did they have the election yet? Is Alvin no longer even thought about as a competitor for this? Um, well, we, we already knew he won't come back. Yeah, but we already knew the governor was going to win when he didn't die. Um, the governor, or not the governor, but the warden, in one of the funniest scenes in the entire episode, in my opinion, uh, gets up on stage in front of the inmates, and he's like, yeah, so there's going to be uh, a camera crew here, and they're going to be recording. Don't look at nothing. <laughs> Don't ask for nothing. Matter of fact, you keep your goddamn eyes shut. Is <laughs> essentially the conversation he has with these motherfucking inmates. Yep, like they were going into the supermarket. Mm-hmm. He was like, and don't forget, y'all might act your ass out here right now, but when they leave, I'ma still be in this bitch. You heard me? And that was literally the blackest that I've ever seen the governor be. That was the blackest I've ever heard him talk, and I felt it. That's all. Tomorrow and for several days, a television crew will be walking the halls, taping a piece on Oz for their news magazine. Quiet down. Quiet. Now I know, when the cameras are rolling, you guys will run through your bag of tricks. Plead innocent run scams, cry foul, or whatever else you think is going to get you some attention. Get your faces on TV. But let me warn you, when those cameras are gone, I'll still be here. When the story airs, I will be watching. And I won't forget what you say or what you do. That is all. So what happens when the camera crew gets there? Hoyt pulls his dick out. Hey! Dingling, dingling, dingling. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, everybody's plotting on what they're going to say when they get on TV. And Ryan, in particular, remembers getting fucked over by the uh, the big name on the news crew, uh, Eldridge, Jack Eldridge. And so this may be his, his chance to get revenge. But he doesn't just want... Pants a nigga in the middle of the basketball court type revenge. He wants this nigga dead, like all the way dead. And so how he's gonna how he gonna pull that off? This nigga out in the rain, nights like this, I wish the hammer would fall. Omar White convicted on January 4, two thousand one, of murder in the first degree. Sentenced to 75 years and up for parole in 20. This nigga looked like Eddie Kane in everything he do. Yeah, pretty much. Act like him, too. And, I mean, 
dude, you got that heroin itch. He was he was with the shits from the moment he walked in the door. Nigga, was this all one day? I think I that's my first question because he was supposed to. They were supposed to spend the day following Eddie, and then after that, they he stays the night with Eddie. Was this all one day? No, I don't think it was. I thought it, I think it was at least two because the the day ended. Um. I know that one of the days ended when she told Sean that she wanted to do some more interviews alone. That was the end of her day. That was the end of her day. He was he was done chaperoning them around. They were getting ready to leave. And and when she got she was a dog with a bone trying to catch the other part of the story. And she was like, Yeah, I want to do some more interviews. Okay. And, and so that was at the end of one of the days at least. Okay. So, hmm? entire episode overactive from everybody. That was hilarious. No, uh, Michael Wright was overactive. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Like I wasn't sure how he was, how he was supposed to act, but he. First of first all, first of all, he kills this woman. Yeah, go for, for it for no reason. None from what we understand. And he looked scared when he was doing it. And then he didn't kill the little girl. So hey, obviously he's going to hey, get caught. And, 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 and Lisa, the news anchor, was like, in hindsight. <laughs> if You would have gotten away with it. You would have got away with it if you killed the little girl. Kid. Why did you kill the motherfucking kid? And he's looking at her like, when you write, you write. Like, are you supposed to say that? Right. I think she was really. I think that was them just showing that she was really not a good person. <laughs> exactly. But you know, if you killed the motherfucking kid, you wouldn't be here right now. We heard it was she's for your cousin's wrong. trial. No, no, she's not wrong. But white woman, are you allowed to say that in jail? I, I, well, I'm with her. I think her point was you had no problem killing that that woman in broad daylight. So clearly, morality is not a thing for you. <laughs> True. It's women and children. You already took out one half of that. If I could just, if, if I got enough in me to just shoot a woman who didn't do shit to me in broad daylight, tell me I can't kill a kid. What's the difference? And I mean, he was standing literally in the rain waiting for him, like orange <laughs> juice Jones a, and a shit. Horrible person, right? You're gonna get more horrible. You already horrible. Now you're in jail for seventy five years. Huh. But up for parole in 25. In 20. Up for parole in 20. I have another question before we go forward. So I was paying attention to um God, I always forget the people on the show's fucking names. What's homeboy's name that does the monologues? Augustus. Augustus. I was listening to Augustus' monologues this episode. Mm-hmm. And what I couldn't figure out was is Augustus doing the monologue as Augustus or is that the actor talking about real life news monologuing Oz? You know, I think, I think, about, oh, go ahead. I think it's it, it's him as a separate entity when he's doing these. But y'all think because of that one scene where Adebisi was looking at the fucking computer, that makes him real. And Adebisi was actually watching him on the computer. Like, I'm just... Nigga, he was literally, he reacted to the computer. If he hadn't reacted to the computer, we'd be like, yeah, we'd be in the same boat as you. But Adebisi literally leaned in, looked at the computer, reacted to the computer the whole nine yards. The reason why I asked that is because they had multiple news channels on Oz this episode. Mm-hmm. None of those news channels were ABC, CBS, or NBC. But, but in he's Augustus about- monologue, he talked about watching the news channels and those news channels are ABC, NBC, and CBS. Mm-hmm. So is Augustus the monologuer real life Augustus? He, he's is he is he a watcher? Like is he the watcher just watching eyes? I think he, he can't is. interfere. I think I think the narrator is he's I don't think he's is Augustus in those moments. I think he's Augustus Gloop. I was just curious, you know, it just caught my eye. So um the first person that they really interview is Beecher, and they want Beecher to describe his time in prison. And he's like, uh, have you ever read the book of Job? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 
Like, I laughed when I heard that, like, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then they were like, yo, we heard that everything that happened to you happened with you, Schillinger, and Keller. How did, what, can you tell us anything more about your relationship with those two? And he's like, yeah, we sing in the choir together. Never heard this phrase before, and yet I feel like it should have been the name of the episode. Because Here's what I didn't understand. Beecher has nothing to lose by telling his story. Only mm-hmm. everything to gain. They already hate him. Mm-hmm. They were going to kill him. They were going to kill him anyway, or he'd already be dead. So if I was Beecher, I'd have been like, let me tell you what happens since I've been in Oz. It's this white supremacist dude who did this and he did that, and he set this relationship up with me and this other dude, and then they broke my legs because of it. Then the dude felt bad for me, and then we kind of got together, and then he got my son, my son killed. And he kidnapped my daughter. And like I'd have told, I'd have said everything. But it ain't like he's gonna hate you more for telling yeah. you, telling you. I, tale. Think, I think Saeed is the one who really hit it on the head, where the guy was like, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you talk about whatever you want to talk about if you answer these questions right here. And then he goes, well, which ones are actually gonna make it to the air? Oh, that like, would be on the air though, because they were trying to—they were trying to get that information out of. They it. wanted the Beecher and 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 Schillinger story before they wanted the Adabisi story, mm-hmm. right? They it's didn't want the story, the, honestly. They didn't want the Adabisi story until poet. But poet but, is standing ass naked, ass naked, doing a poem, saying all of the things that he needed to say in rhyme form. Exactly, which is impressive. And 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 Brandon, remember. For newscasters, everything's a story. Even if Beecher's telling the God honest truth, which he was, they're still saying the next story. So that's why I was calling it a story, you know. No, it is a story. I'm saying his is a better story. Beecher's way better. better. Story. Way better. And and so um I, I don't think his is the his his is the better story. For us, I don't think he is the better story for a short series. His, is, his, his would be the better story for like um, Nightline. But Adebisi's story would be the better story for like Geraldo. I think, I think, no, I think Beecher's story is better for long form, like the way that we are receiving it. Because we are slowly watching this man deteriorate and change. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it's better for a long form, not a, like we're doing a three episode series. You know? I mean, Adabisi's story is more sensational in a way. Yes. I mean, Beach's story is just kind of sad of like what the downfall of like a good person. Mm-hmm. That person can do to you. Adabisi's story is fucking wild. It's like in nineteen in two thousand and one, you got a black man, you got a Muslim involved, you got homosexuality involved, you got drugs involved, like you got it's, a power struggle, you got like pr- like power looking the other way. It's like it checks all the boxes. Yeah, it's um, it's that scene in Money Talks. Um, where he's where he's talk where um, Chris Tucker is talking. It was like, man, I ain't telling about the money and the holes in the guns. Like, and they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you saying this in front of this dude? Um, and and surprisingly, that was that was uh, the guy that he was talking about who played Aaron in that movie was Michael Wright. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like, you know, like yeah, I ain't gonna tell him about all all of the other stuff, like. But like you just said it, so like now, if this dude was really about that life, he would be trying to get the story about the stuff that you just said, asshole. So we find out in this episode that um, Beecher and Keller aren't cool once again. I guess it's because Beecher was like, "I'm gonna tell about you killing this dude," and. Keller was like, no, you're not. And it's strange that they're mad at each other because Keller is still literally protecting Beecher from everybody. Yep. Because Ryan was like, yo, Beecher knows about us killing these two random inmates. And Keller was like, don't you fucking touch Beecher. Like, okay. Like, 
So you still got this shield of protection around him. The same shield of protection he had around him when he burned himself, you know, um, it, it, in the in the shower. Uh, what was that? The pre the episode before the last episode. So like he's he's on two sides where he's acting like he doesn't like Beecher, but at the same time he's still pining for Beecher. And but but also keep in mind that like all of the dudes that he killed were people that Beecher had sex with. True. So, um, Schillinger is doing an interview with Lisa. And she's like, you're evil. And he's like, I'm not evil. I'm a grandfather. I have two children. <laughs> I'm a patriot. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I I do what I have to do. I know the Lord. Uh, I my cries. I love family, America, and God. <laughs> and guns. And guns. And it was like, I know y'all. You love to label us, huh? And she was like, well, you kind of, you know, got this guy's, you, you kind of got your son to kidnap this other guy's son, and then you killed his son, and you almost killed his daughter, and, you know, Beecher was, or Schillinger was about to say something else, and then Leroy walks by and says, um, I got something to say. Schillinger's a pussy. It's like, you couldn't think of a better line than that. So Robeson beats Leroy up, and then they uh, kind of alarm or ring the alarm. The guard area in Unit B is not very far away from that. Why did that fight take so long to break up? I have no clue. So you're a white supremacist. You people in the media. What do you mean, you people? They love to label us. I know no matter what I say here, you're going to trim it and make me look like a monster. But I'm no monster. I'm a widower whose first son died tragically. You murdered him. I'm going to be a grandpa. I believe in family, in America, in God. Does that sound evil to you? Now, your other son, Hank, has been accused of kidnapping Tobias Beecher's children and of murdering his son, Gary. The FBI believes you orchestrated the crime. That sounds pretty evil to me. Lady, you don't want to be having opinions about things that you could not possibly understand oh if i didn't know you were such a fine upstanding citizen i might consider that a threat yo i got something to say schillinger's a pussy <laughs> hey, <sit down. laughs> he said that leroy said schillinger's a pussy and didn't see through the bars like how do you miss Looking through the bars, Robeson and all these white supremacists standing right there on the other side. This nigga just literally, Sherman Hemsley walks his way around the corner right in the Robeson's hands and gets lifted off his feet, hemmed up against the bars. It's just, this is just poor writing at its finest. <laughs> this is, this is, we were rushed. The Sopranos was running late. That's all, that's all it is. The Sopranos is running late. We rushed. So the next thing we find out is that Omar, who is the new inmate in Oz and is going to be followed around by the uh, camera crew, uh, is bunking with Augustus. Unfortunately, we also find out that he's a raging homophobic guy. He, he's, a, he's, he's hella homophobic. Yeah, and it wouldn't be worth talking about if it didn't come back later. Exactly. He's a homophobe and he's a heroin addict. And these two things both play into the episode in a way that is so forced that it's like, ugh. Bruh, if, I mean, you're going to be in prison for at least 25 years. You're going to see a lot of homo, homo, 
homosexuals, you know, homosexuals and homosexual acts because you're in M City. All that's glass, dog. Like you, <laughs> you know and what I'm saying? He steps into Emerald City. He steps into his pod with Augustus, and his first question for him is, "You ain't gay, is you?" No, I thought he asked for tits first. Dude, he, asked for tits first. he asked for tits, and then his first serious question for him, like past his addiction, is that because I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit at all. I'll kill somebody. Y'all always do this. Yeah, no, no, Brandon. I realize what his mindset is, and I realize that this is him standing up for his morals and his beliefs. Yes, I know. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, they go for it. I was going to say, y'all always do this when you're not realizing that that's, he (laughs) he don't he think in the in the the way the episode was was presenting it was to be it, it was presenting it as like look at this dude and I was like yeah in two thousand I always look at this stuff in the time frame in two thousand and one that's exactly what a dude would do a lot of uh, how many people do we know that say that shit in regular life when you don't even interact with with gay people right and so in two if you take yourself back to two thousand and one and I were to ask you. What do you think? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say prison? I'm pretty sure most people, you know, people today ain't going to want to admit it, but I'm pretty sure most men in the in the top three things that come to your mind is going to be getting raped in prison or that shit happening in prison in 2001. That's what was going to come to your mind. So you add that to a dude that's already homophobic and then you put him in prison. That's going to be the first thing. That come, like, I'm not saying that. Obviously, I'm not defending it. But I'm saying I thought that was realistic. I was, to me, that was the most realistic part. One of the most realistic things I've seen on this show. Because everybody else in prison seems to be okay with it. Like, they use the F word slur. But, you know, they, they almost say it derisively. Like, oh, this is that F word or whatever. Then they laugh about it. This was the first person we've seen since Shepard. Tommy Shepard. Who was... Just like, no, man, I'm just like, no, I can't be around this shit. And I'm like, that's that's exactly what a lot of men, and, and particularly in this case, black men in 2001, would come in prison acting like. And you trying to get some tits. None of the black people are fucking with you because they think that you're a narc. You really think that in the 25 years at least that you have to be here, you're not going to have to suck some dick for some drugs? Unless you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> he like walked in the door fiending. He is not gonna be nobody's boss. He thinks he's gonna be at a beast. That's what he thinks. Mm-hmm. He thinks yeah. he's about to be large and in charge. We'll see if it happens. This ain't gonna mm. be so he ain't die, so we'll probably no, see him again. You when know, you we'll walk see. when you walk in fiending, like you a fiend. You are not a boss. So um, he was. He was fiending. That is that. That's a hundred percent a fact. And, but, and that, I'm, but his thing. I don't mean to cut you off, Sonny, But I, I couldn't tell if he was acting like a fiend or if he was overacting. I couldn't tell. I didn't know he was at a king. It, that's overacting. <laughs> it was overacting. And that's what I'm saying. He has no other style of acting than that. <laughs> yeah, because him he, and Leon. Both of them. Even when he was in, uh, uh, what's the movie that you were talking about before? Money Talks. Money Talks. I almost said more money. That's why I had to ask. But even when he was in Money Talks, that was probably the most muted he's ever acted. And he was still yeah. here. He was still he was still overacting, but he was overacting like talking like this and mm-hmm. like what do you need from me, Franklin? And like, I swear, like, like he would have thrived in the seventies as an actor. Yes, black exploitation would have been his shit. Yeah, because he looks like he just wants to call everybody a jive turkey motherfucker <laughs> all the time. And so when he's up in here, and and <laughs> listeners, please forgive me for this. I don't be fucking with no faggots. He did because say that's like not that. what I do. I kill a <laughs> motherfucker. It's like you are so over. That is exactly, that's a, what I was saying. I could. Yeah. I, I I, swear, I, this was the funniest episode, and I didn't know if I was laughing. I was supposed to be laughing, 
or are these people overacting? And it's funny to me. It's like it's like he did everything but say, I ain't dealing with no jive ass niggas. Like he did everything. <laughs> he did everything except say that. Because he Don't didn't just no say uh, he didn't just say it once to Augustus. He no. kept going on. He went like, in. <laughs> He went because in they, on his on his issues with with homosexual men, with gay men. And it was like, dude. And then like and and like at the time, you're just like, why are they why are they going on about this? And then they use it later, but they use, I mean, he tried to use it, and then it's just like this was never going to work. Come on, let's go. Yo. Are you crippled or No, I'm physically challenged. <laughs> Whatever. You got any tits? No. I don't do drugs no more. <laughs> well, you, you ain't no faggot or nothing, huh? No. Thank God for that. <sighs> Can't stand no motherfucking faggots. He's still going. That's his Money Talks voice. <laughs> Thank God for that. Like, first, are you a cripple? No. Do you have drugs? No. Oh God. He, it, 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 like, he was so he was very two thousand and one. Yes, that's what I said but, when I saw that. I was like, that's. I mean, he's an overacting nigga. But like, if you take away the overacting, he was very two thousand and one. This is what this nigga reminded me of, honestly. Honestly, when I listen to him talk, all I think about is that song that went viral on um on 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 Facebook for a while. The dude singing sucker. Why you hating like a job, sucker? Like that's exactly <laughs> how he was acting. Like, oh God, just Yeah. It sounded like he it sounded like he just walked off the set of Black Diamond. You know, he sounded like the nigga from um I'm gonna get you sucker <laughs> who was walking down the street with the goldfish shoes and shit. So, also, what the fuck happened to Mobe? Like, I know well, he got caught up, but did he, he did he get sent to death row? Like, where'd they take him to? Another part of Oz? Like, no, they just ain't put him in Oz. I am. I am under the impression that we will see him again. I think okay. I'm under the impression that we will see him again. But I, I don't care about him. I want to know where the fuck um, the dude that shot the governor is. It's been yeah, six months. He's in he's in short he's in and shield facility. <laughs> they said that in the last one. He's in the sword and shield facility um, down the street. Because honestly, if the nigga was in Oz, Leo would help hero. him escape. <laughs> He'd be a hero. Leo would help him escape. Although, yeah, you probably can't put him with Leo given the, the conflict of interest. I mean, Leo already yeah. said, I gotta quit being a lieutenant governor because my child needs me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I my friend's child needs that. me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do this show because I gotta pick my kid up from daycare. <laughs> like That's what Leo sounded <laughs> like. Um, But Leo's biggest concern, like I said, is that the CLs don't look bad on camera. And Murphy assured, assured him that all the incidents that happened were handled quickly. Um, and which was mostly, like I said, Hoyt showing his dick and going, Aah! they were probably like, hey, everybody, I need you to ad lib something that, that an inmate would do to, you know, the the news crew. I've been watching a whole lot of 60 Days in and all that kind of stuff, and I've never seen anybody flash a dick and be like, Aah! So because they don't put that on TV. I'm sure it happens though. No, they would. They just blur out the dick just to show how bad the facility is. You don't think the a bunch of men that's been in prison that never see women except the one CO wouldn't do that shit? Niggas send unsolicited dick pics who aren't in prison. Just regular ass dudes. True. Yep. <laughs> True. So Leo says, I don't I don't care. Uh, about the incidents, I just don't want them to dig too deep into Adabisi. So, of course, a few scenes later is when we get Poet saying a poem angrily. Like, I feel like he's freestyling this poem because there's no way that he's had this on his mind the whole time, but he's angrily freestyling a poem about how they fucked over, um, how they fucked him over and how Adabisi got murdered. 
And I'm still like, why the fuck do you care, poet? Adebisi killed both your homeboys or, or, or melted your face and melted Pierce's face. And he wasn't saying that for Adebisi. He just wanted to be on TV. He doesn't want to be on TV. He's like, I, I got something to give you. So You're I can not going to be on you're not gonna be on TV. You were standing the ass naked, nigga. Like, what? They can shoot you half up. I mean, I guess. He thought he was gonna be on TV. He was like, I gotta give him something that's gonna make sure I get on TV. And he did. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. That's what this is. See, they strip me of my clothes. They strip me of my rights. They strip me of my self respect. All because they say I broke the rules, trafficking and illegals. But they, they more guilty than I could ever be. Fucking uppity ups. Say they the ones that let out of BC sing and snort and suck. And when his blood ran out, when his blood got spilt, the truth ran out and a wall of lies got built. After Saeed greased him, fucking Hacks act like he ain't never even breathed in. And then the lies got buried with his number. You saying there was a cover up? Yeah, it was a cover up. Yeah. Like it's enough to cover up all them high and mighties. The warden too? The warden more and most. All right, come on, that's enough. You see, you see, they still trying to shush me. You got any evidence to back up these accusations? Yeah, there's a videotape. At BC, he documented the whole drama, just like you're doing right here. You know what I'm saying? Right up into the fade. You act so Riley. You act Saeed. All right, shut act... up, poet. Come on, let's go. We got to no, move he's on. Got something to say. He's always got something to say. Come on, let's go. Pop! Yeah, okay. Conspiracy. Right. Take a nap. Nobody said at any point, hey, ain't you uh, the guy who got out because your poems were so dope and then you murder somebody in line while there are other people standing behind him in line with and a like, gun? No, and nobody asked him, like, Look, why are you in Why are you in solitary right now? Why, why are you in here? What happened? What, what was your part in this? What What'd you set up? Um... But yeah, no, poem was great. Even when you know it, it didn't at all seem and, fake when she said kept going death, with the poem. Adabisi's death is partly on him. Oh, very much so. So yeah, now he's mad about, about it because he goes to the hole, and so he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna expose the the goal." Which well, was, he went to the hole because he got in a fight with that white boy. For we, what reason we don't know. Oh yeah, 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 and and everybody was watching, including McManus. Right, right, right. No, you're right. You're right. That happened at the beginning. They took video of it to show that he was winning, and they were like, "It's either because he owed drugs or he had drugs, but they fight." And the shit sounded like the the um, narrator slash poet from um, Hose on the. Uh, what was it? <laughs> hookers at uh, the point. Yeah, hookers at the point. Um, you either owe drugs or you hold drugs. Uh, what you call it? Um, does a great impression of that. Uh, Fonte does a great impression of that. So then after that, Ryan convinces Omar, hey man, you want drugs? Because the brothers is fucking up. If you want to get drugs, you got to become the leader of the brothers. And in order for you to become the leader of the brothers... You got to kill somebody famous. I know a guy. <laughs> like, is this the best play you can come up with, no, Ryan? He, he doesn't say who. And that's he the doesn't. Question. He doesn't say who. Just like, yo, you got to kill somebody famous. And then, so fucking it did. It did. Go ahead. Hold these drugs real quick. You were saying, Brandon? Ryan is so smooth, man. He got a plan for a plan. He's no, Batman. he's the Batman of Oz. No, he is not because <laughs> his ultimate goal didn't work because his plan went bad. No, his ultimate goal worked. What are you talking about? Yeah, he got I mean, revenge on the his brother he doing it. Revenge on he. It just it just wasn't the person he initially expected to do the revenge, but it still worked out in his favor. Except he didn't die. And yet he's in critical condition. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I mean, mean, I think his plan was to have Omar Trump Omar up on some shit and then send Omar in that room and have him have Omar do something, which is what he was trying to do until he made the mistake of saying, "Hey, man, you know, he called you gay." Yeah, like seriously. I think I first think, of all, I, first of all, a few things. One, 
okay, I know that this is prison, and, and like Brandon said, it's 2001, and I'm really going to try and picture this in 2001 form. But, Ryan, you were really taking a risk by going over there, and that's your gambit. That's what you're going to tell him to get him furiously ready to kill somebody mad is to, well, I guess it's 2001, testing somebody's manhood in prison. 2001? <laughs> now. Now. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, so before that happens, um, Ryan talks to Eldridge but uh, won't tell the full story of the incident between Saeed and Adebisi without getting paid. So he gets thrown out. Uh, he tells Eldridge, though, that they met before 20 years prior. So Eldridge goes to research Ryan. Why the fuck would you tell him? Like, if you're mad at him, I mean, thank you for telling me why you're mad at me. Pretty vague, but I can go and get the records. I thought that it was just a random ass thing. But nope, he literally interviewed Ryan and his brother. And the interview seemed pretty tame i mean it must have angered C or cyril enough to where he broke up their television um but by and large as far as the interview goes it wasn't anything but saeed then goes and talks to elders and elders tells our elders accuses him of murdering uh at and saeed is like i thought we were in here to talk about prison issues and like he said, uh, Eldridge was like, well, you know, we'll get to that story, too. And we'll put that in there. And Saeed was like. Saeed up nice and good, too. Saeed had a big ass grin on his uh, face. I read your books. Oh, you read my books. Oh, you shit. read no, all I three read, of them? I no, read, just, just two. I read I read two of your books. I, I did three I, books. I wrote three of them. Man, why, why didn't you read all three? Because that's when he's lying. He didn't read none of his books. That's like saying, I talked to your mama the other day. Oh, my mom died. Read your books, brother. But he was like, Saeed said, um, I didn't murder Adabisi. I just, I, I hated Adabisi's ways, but I wouldn't have killed him. And Eldridge was like, well, if you didn't murder him, then, or if you didn't like his ways, then why do I have this paperwork of you requesting move into a cell? And I'm like, damn, gotcha. niggas are moving into cells without fail, just like within a minute. Because when, um, when the mole and Rebido got moved out, they sell it happened within like five minutes. There was no paperwork. I didn't but think like, they did paperwork for Querns. All he had to do was say, I moved into his cell because I wanted to try to save him. Into fucking conversation. That's what he said. Yeah. It's like no, he did he didn't really. He said he said I didn't like his ways, but I don't remember him saying that other no, part. He said it. He said I was trying to save him. Oh, okay. I must have missed that like, part. Well, you ended up dead. <laughs> you didn't save him too well, buddy, because he ended up murdered. And so then Saeed is like, this conversation's over. And, uh, well, yeah, hold on. So, uh, yeah, Saeed has this talk with him. Let me go ahead and make sure that I have the volume up for this conversation between the two of these gentlemen. And this happens. I've admired you for years. Thank you. Thank you. The feeling is mutual. I've read both your books. Well, actually, there are three. You know, I've always felt that your conviction was uh, politically motivated. Gentlemen, what? we're ready, if you are. <clears throat> well, just relax. Speak your mind. <clears throat> Minister Saeed, you murdered Simon ADBC. <laughs> defended myself. He attacked me with a knife. Why? Why did he attack you? <laughs> I was under the impression that we were going to talk about the conditions in Oz. Well, isn't this one of the conditions? Brutality, senseless violence. Um, was his attack on you unmotivated? No. So you, you said something to him. You did something to him. I'm a Muslim. I did not agree with some of the ways that Adebisi was conducting himself. Then why did you ask to move into Adebisi's pod? You see, I have here a form signed by you requesting the change. If you hated Adebisi so much, 
I didn't say I hated then him. Then why live with such an animal? I was trying to save him. And yet instead, oh, you killed him. Oh, I messed up. What about the videotape documenting ADBC's conduct? What about it? You know, right now, I would like to move past this particular conversation and speak about the larger issue. Do you deny that there's a videotape? Every day, we suffer fundamental civil rights abuses. The tape, sir, yes or no? Answer the question. I am done talking with you. Minister, we're only trying to get the facts. That part of the story is over. Don't you understand? Adebisi is dead. Adebisi is irrelevant. Nothing that brings about the death of a man is irrelevant. You want us to hear what you have to say? Fine. You have to tell us what we need to know first. And then which part will be aired? <laughs> which part would be aired? Hmm. So after that, um, Leo never told, we find out that Leo never told the governor about Adebisi's videotapes. But now that the press knows about it, Leo or McManus goes to Leo and says, you know, you should probably tell the governor the truth about this because it's going to come up and you don't want to be fucked over this. Uh, and then McManus goes off the record to Lisa and says, that why, did, why did he do this? You just tried to protect him and said, look. He said the whole way through, I'm trying to protect my mans. You need to, this is all Quarren's fault. Yeah, yeah but like, but why did, and then also, why did it take Quarren's for him to decide to get rid of those fucking tapes? Yeah, Quarren's came in like Pimp Juice Willie and was like, nigga, he came in like Dirty D and was <laughs> like, Dirty D, damn it. You need to go ahead and get rid of them motherfucking tapes right motherfucking now. And the next thing we knew, the tapes were in the meat grinder. <laughs> like, you've been holding on to them tapes for six months. Yeah. How many tapes did you need to hold on to? Especially for a motherfucker who did. You've been holding on to them tapes for six goddamn months. And all of a sudden, Quern's coming like yeah. this. What the fuck is going on? I get a call asking me if I'm willing to be interviewed by Jack fucking Eldridge. Well, they found out what went on in M-City when you were in charge. They heard about the videotapes. Fuck. When you asked me to resign, you said no one would ever know the reason that we were going to keep it internal so that neither one of us would get hurt. Refused to do the interview. I did. Fine. Where are the videotapes? In a safe place. What are you keeping them around for? Destroy the tapes, Leo. Destroy the goddamn motherfucking tapes now! Right goddamn now! Right? <laughs> He's like, you know what? I think I should destroy those tapes, which is, you know, goes into the kitchen and nobody sees them with a handful of tapes and a fucking meat grinder putting them into the trash. But then he goes into the bathroom and, and Eldridge is in there and he's like, yo, off the record. You want to talk about this? And he's like, nah, I was running for lieutenant governor. I've done more than enough of uh, interviews and I'm good. But the conversation they have. Kind of softens Eldridge's heart, I guess. I won't answer. Come on, off the record. Two, two guys holding their dicks. I was thinking of running for lieutenant governor. I spent too much time in front of the camera. Between you and me, off the record? That's bullshit. You spent how many years with Oswald? Too many. Yeah, they'd bother you to leave, right? To quit? To be forced out because of some indiscretion? Because some mishandling of the job was exposed on TV. I spent my entire life punishing people. And over the years, I've had to make choices. Some were good, and some led to violence. Lives have been lost, and I... I wonder, could I have stopped the carnage? Simon Adivisi, could you have prevented his death? Yes. Balls are truth. I should be fired. But I'm afraid whoever they bring in to replace me would only be worse. It's a terrible thing to reach this point and realize your whole life has been a sham. 
So for a man whose job has been to punish others, you ultimately punish yourself more than anyone. Off the record? Yes. No comment. But that was more than enough because Jack came out the bathroom and was like, we're shelving the whole story. And Lisa was like, what the fuck? They they don't have anything. They don't have they don't have the tapes. So without without the tapes, you don't really have a story. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's on it's only it's only the 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 prisoners' words, and who the fuck's gonna take the prisoners' words? Mm-hmm. But uh, Eldridge also finds out that twenty years prior. He did a report on black and Irish gangs, and he interviewed the O'Reilly brothers and made them look really bad. Um, so as Eldridge is preparing to go into Adebisi's old pod, I guess, uh, where he's going to stay the night with Omar, um, Omar is at the bottom of the stairs being talked to by Ryan and Ryan's like, be calm, be calm. But Omar literally looks like a, a dog on a leash. No, 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 no. Before then, remember Ryan talks to him in the kitchen and starts giving him drugs and starts loading him up on drugs and start feeding him information. Yeah. And, and that is the, that is the mistake that he made. I think he gave him too much shit. You know what I mean? I think he gave him too much shit, and he and he gave him that information way too early. He had too much time to think about it, and then when he when he hit him off for that last that last shot, it was too early, and he just blasted the fuck off. Mm -hmm. Second thing, the biggest problem in this this was not O'Reilly's problem, but this man is supposed to be in the cell with this other dude. Why? Was he not searched? That's a good question. Because he rolls up, he rolls up there with a knife. I mean, a, a shank. He rolls up there with a shank. It's like who decided not to fucking pat him down? Because he was about to go into the room with him, but he ran the stairs. The duster. So Omar, I hear you're the lucky fuck who's gonna spend the night in the cell with Jack Eldridge. <laughs> I'm gonna be a TV star, shit like oh, like um, oh, Martin Lawrence or Bart Simpson and shit. <laughs> <laughs> have some more, have some more. I, you know, I just hope he doesn't disrespect you. That's all. Diss me? How, how you gonna diss me? Well, I overheard him telling somebody yesterday that you were a faggot. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. Faggot? Yeah. But I ain't no motherfucking faggot. Well, no, oh, oh, hey, Omar, that, Omar, Omar. Hey, I know that. But, you know, them news media cocks, they love to twist shit around. You know, they don't give a fuck about the truth. They make a guy look the way they want him to look for the sake of the story, to boost the ratings. You know what I'm saying? Rating? Fuck a motherfucking rating, Jim. This motherfucker ain't calling me no faggot. But the funny thing is... He literally sounds like like Richard, Richard Pryor. Richard <laughs> I thought, I, when I just heard it, I was like, that sounds like Richard Pryor. He ain't gonna call me no motherfucking jack. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> and then this happens. My boys say that Eldridge is actually a faggot. I heard that somewhere. I know. Yeah. It's like one of them wait, closet wait, wait. cases, you know. But to cover up his shame, he's gonna skunk you on national television. Hey, O'Reilly. Huh? Those eggs ain't gonna fry themselves. I'm coming. Okay, let's go, man. But no, I'm coming. I'm coming. If I were you tonight, and I was alone with that cocksucker, I'd teach him a thing or two about being a real man. Enjoy that. I think he gives him too much drugs. Mm, and too much time, like you said. So he runs up the stairs towards him and tries to stab him, but instead he stabs Minio. He's like, Minio, take that! Like, how do you know Minio's name, nigga? It's your first day in here. So they snatch him up and they take him to the hole, hopefully. Uh, we think everything's going to be all good, except for they put him into a cell with Cyril. And Cyril is still on medication. He's supposed to be calm and everything like that. But it turns out, as he tells Eldridge, I didn't take my medication today. And, and he starts getting flashes from his life. Yep. And he's like, I remember little things. Like, I think I remember you. I 
think you made my mama cry. I think you gave my mom cancer. And then he beats the shit out of Jack Eldridge. And the cops come in there and snatch him off Jack. And I'm like, okay, this motherfucker must be dead. But he ain't. Cyril just beat him up. Put him in critical. Puncture some lungs. You know, he's a boxer. Why didn't no also why did no one make sure the Cyril was on his meds? The whole point of having Cyril in there was the fact that he was on meds. Why did no one make sure that he had he was on his meds so that he wouldn't harm this man? Like this shit doesn't make any sense. But then once they beat, once he gets his ass whooped, that is what you're looking for, honestly. Because blood sells. And so Lisa's like, yo, we still need to push this story. And the news is like, nah, we ain't going to do it. And so she resigned. She was like, fuck that shit. I'm about about it. If y'all ain't about it, I'll find a place it is. And that's the end of the episode. This episode literally introduced a whole new group into this ecosystem for nothing. Oh, wait till next episode. I will, because I want this episode to be behind me. I wish we could do two episodes this week. <sighs> Brandon, who won the episode? Warden Glenn. Huh? Warden Glenn. Hmm. The piece didn't come out, so he did. Yeah, I, w- I-, I agree with that. I can't say it's it's uh, O'Reilly because his plan didn't come through. Or Cyril, because Cyril got to beat up the dude that gave his mom the cancer. So yeah. in some way, that's closure for him. Yep. Scar, who you got? I'm I'm saying I'm saying Cyril won. You know, he got to he got to defend his mom. Yeah, and like, you know, because he was asking questions about it earlier in the episode. They set this shit up. Like they it's like they they fucking telegraphed this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Like they, they there was nothing left to the imagination. Like you knew how this was going to end because all, all of this was telegraphed. When he was asking the questions at the beginning of the episode, you knew at some point this shit was going to come back. And it's just like it's 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 wink the episode. You know what I mean? Is <laughs> I, I I think it's just I don't know I don't get it I it you know this was Sopranos was running late we had to rush like that's pretty much what this episode is Sopranos was running late so we want to thank each and every one of y'all for checking out the show um, you can leave a review on Podchaser you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts and we got any new Stitcher. ones uh, I don't know I'm looking right now while we're talking okay. Um, I don't I don't think so. We deserve them, but I don't think we got any new ones. Uh while I'm looking though, uh I deserve more stars, motherfuckers. Yeah, what he said. Um, nah, nothing new. Um, nah, I ain't calling y'all motherfuckers. Y'all my motherfuckers. Don't be no sucker. Brandon, uh you got anything coming up? Well, this nope. is evergreen, so I don't know why I keep asking y'all that, but Scar, anything? Same old, same old, same old, summertime 25. Yeah, okay. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Return to Oswald. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's BLK. Uh, Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. And I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Uh, you can also email the show at return to oswald at gmail.com i did almost say hindsight i heard that either way it works because the show shows up on hindsight as well yep so you can also if you're listening to us on hindsight speed you can check us out at hindsight movie review at gmail.com uh yeah thank y'all so much for listening we greatly do appreciate y'all uh next week will be another episode without adabisi like they really didn't spend much time just you, I thought they eulogized him. They spent a whole episode after stanking that Scott Ross got killed, eulogizing that nigga. They essentially eulogized him. This whole episode was about the Adebisi story, but not really. Not really. 
They introduce a new brother who's just going to try and take his place and can't take his place. Can't nobody be Simon. Anyhow, y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you're